Alright. So I think it's been a couple weeks since I recorded last. Um, there was a week that I just didn't feel well. Getting off work. Couldn't focus. Took a week off. And then last week, um, I meant to record the morning after my last shift of the week. And for a variety of reasons, that week ended up just being a really difficult week at work. And a really emotional day. And I wasn't in a frame of mind. So, that's just, that's as much information as I'm willing to give. As much as I'm willing to divulge. From there, we'll move on. Um, and, well, as a result of that, it's been, it's been difficult to kind of keep, uh, keep these gears going, you know, of what sort of content to put out and what sort of things I wanted to talk about and what sort of things I wanted to discuss. And so I think my plan, uh, going forward, which will be beneficial for a lot of reasons, my plan going forward is going to be instead of after every shift. So instead of planning for three episodes a week, we're just going to, I'm just going to cut it down to weekly. That's a lot more manageable. Um, trying to think of what I want to talk about is exhausting um, and a lot can happen on the internet in a week that can give me subjects to talk about you know just um, if I wanted to I'm not going to talk about these things but if I just think about the past couple weeks on social media you know I could talk about the coronavirus. I could talk about uh, the, uh, for lack of a better term, attacks on presuppositional apologetics. I could talk about the, um, again, for lack of a better term, the attacks on theonomy and theonomic thinking that has kind of cropped up on social media, on Twitter. Um, I could, I, you know, I could talk about those sorts of things, and so. All that to say, cutting it down to an episode a week will give me a little bit more flexibility and uh, not uh, burn my brain out at the end of every at the end of every shift. So the thing that I wanted to talk about today, now that that's out of the way, all the preliminary stuff is out of the way, um, is uh, something something that clicked with me as a parent recently. Um, Specifically, as a, as a Christian parent, something clicked with me, and I'd never—it's a connection I'd never made before. Um, and it's been really—it's been really cool to think about. It's been really—it's been really fun to think about um, discipline and and child rearing has has taken a new shape for me because I connected these theological, a theological dot to a practical dot. And so I've been thinking about this for probably close to a week. Uh, there's a a line that I use when I'm, I'm having a, a disciplinary moment with my son. It'll be two in just a few days. Um, this weekend. It'll be two. Um, and my wife and I, he's the only hes the only one that we have outside of the womb right now, and we're still trying to figure out how to be 
consistent in discipline and how to be consistent in, in raising our children. So we don't just want to spank when there's disobedience and then move on, right? We want to we want to offer discipline in terms of consequences, right? But we also want to offer uh, discipleship and we want to offer instruction, right? Like I don't just want my kid uh, to learn a, a moralism that says that he, I should act this way and not act th- and not act that way because the latter action will warrant a consequence that I find unfavorable, right? Now, that certainly is a part of, of, of morality. You know, that certainly is a part of it. But I don't want that to be the, to be the driving force. And as Christians, your driving force when, for raising your children should not be um, I, because I say so, right? Should not be because I say so. Now, there's truth to that. I think there's a, tr- a truth to that. And I think you can definitely make a case that daddy says so is enough reason for, for a child to obey, right? Mommy said so is enough reason for a child to obey, right? But um, your authority as a parent isn't inherent to you. Your authority as a parent is given to you and is assigned to you from God. Okay, so you, so when when Jesus is being, uh, is on trial, Jesus is on trial and he's, he's not answering Pilate, and Pilate says to Jesus, he says, why, why are you not answering me? Do you not know that I have the authority to take your life? I, as, I have the authority to have you put to death or to, or to let you live. And Jesus' response to Pilate is, the only authority that you have is the authority that my father gives you. Okay? And the the big the big takeaway that we often get from that is state officials, legislatures, presidents, you know, whatever, the authority that they have is the authority that that God gives them and they have a responsibility to use that authority well and to use that authority properly and to use that authority in in line with God's word and, and the character of Jesus. That's that's the big takeaway. But peripheral to that is all authority that anyone has in any situation is authority that God has given to them. Right? So when when Paul in Ephesians says that a man is the head of his household, right? All the responsibility and all the authority that comes with that is given to him from God. Okay? All of the authority that your elders and that your pastors have over you, it's not inherent to them as the individual, okay? It's an authority that God has given to them to serve that role, to serve that capacity. And likewise, you as a parent, like I said earlier, that authority is not inherent to you. It's authority that is is given to you from God. He is the ultimate and the only supreme authority, okay? Um, and so, we want we you want your you want your children to understand that, right? You want your children, you want to understand it first as a parent. 
you first want to understand that your authority is not because of you. It's not a thing that you were born with. It's an authority that God has given you. And you want your children to understand that God is the ultimate authority over everything. Jesus tells the disciples before the ascension that all authority under heaven and earth has been given to him. Okay? So all the authority belongs to God. All of it. And he uh, delegates authority to individuals. And their authority is to, and now it doesn't happen perfectly because we live in a fallen world and we're not redeemed, but the whatever, whatever role, whatever situation that you have authority in, you have an obligation to exercise that authority in the way that God would have you to do it, okay? So you don't get to just pick how to parent, right? You don't just get to pick how to child rear. God has in his word, given wisdom and given instruction on how parents are to raise their children, on how parents are to um, instruct, on how husbands are to lead their wives, and um, on how pastors are to shepherd their flock. So um, the connection then is, is God is the ultimate authority, is you and any authority that he has given you have a responsibility to act in a, as, a, as, a, as a shadow of God in that role, okay? So, you as a husband are to love your wife as Christ, as Christ loves the church, right? That's a prime example. That's a perfect example. That's just straight from the scripture, Love your love your wife as Christ loves the church. Okay, so all of that um, underpinning, all of that background, all of that sort of rambling. This is a connection that I've made just in the past couple of weeks. There's a line that I use with my son in a disciplinary situation when he's being disobedient. Okay, a lot of a lot of people are, and I there's a ton of merit to this and I was like this for for a while um, and we're we are fleshing out a different philosophy as a, as a as a couple my wife and I are fleshing out a different philosophy here as a lot of people are first time first time disobedience spank okay so daddy tells you to come here you don't come here you get you get spanking right Mommy tells you to take your plate to the sink. You don't take your plate to the sink. Immediately, that's a spanking because you need to learn to obey mom and dad, right? I think there's a lot of merit to that, and I think that's a fine philosophy. It's just not the one that work is, is is playing itself out in the Whitlock home. Okay, here's what I've started. Here's what I've started doing. When I tell my son to do something, okay, and he does not do it, I will ask him. What did daddy say to do? Okay. So, uh, a common one is when we're getting ready for bed, and I will tell him, come here, we need to put on your pajamas. Okay. And he wants to play, he wants to look at books, he wants to do all those things that toddlers are supposed to do, right? They're supposed to be playful, and they're supposed to look at books and, and do all those sorts of things. But I say when, but we want to instill in our children that when mommy or daddy say to do something, you should do it. Okay, so I say, come here. He doesn't come here. I will, I will ask him. I will say, what did daddy say to do? Solomon, what did daddy say to do? And he'll, 
stop. I'll get his attention. He'll look at me. And I'll say, Daddy said to come here. Are you coming here? And you, and we'll go through this whole thing. And then if he's still, after being instructed and kind of guided through that, if he still is just a disobeying, then we'll spank. Okay? So here's the connection. Christian, your father has spoken to you in his word. Okay? I'm... This is the first time I've shared this with anybody, and it really excites me. Your father has given you instructions, okay? Your father has given you instructions on how to live. Your father has told you not to lie. Your father has told you to have no other gods before him, okay? Your father has told you to uh, honor your mother and father. Okay? Your father has given you instructions. And when you when you break those commandments, the spirit of God comes to you through you've you've been as you've been reading the word and as you've grown in your sanctification and as you've been in prayer and you've you know, you've done all those Christianese things, right? That are good things to do. You've done all those things. When you're breaking those commandments, the Spirit of God comes to you and says, Daughter, son, what has your father told you to do? What has your father told you to do? Your father's told you not to gossip. What are you doing? You're gossiping. What does that mean? This is the formula that I walk through with my son. What does that mean? You're disobeying. There are consequences for the disobedience. You're choosing to disobey your father. And that connection that I've made in the way that I raise my son has really, I don't want to, I don't want to overstate it. I want to say that it's been drastic or that it's been radical, but has really changed and shaped the way that I view sin that I view the work that the Spirit does in your life, right? And the big conviction is, if you've not listened to your Father, if you've not read the Scriptures, then you're not going to know what your Father has told you. So when my son doesn't listen to me, he's not paying attention to me, he's off doing whatever it is that he wants to do, okay? He doesn't, he doesn't know how to obey. He doesn't know what to do. And so if you're not in the Word, if you're not reading your Bible, if you don't know your Bible, you can't obey your Father because you don't know what your Father has told you to do. And the, the, one of the kickers is that the, there's joy in knowing the Word. There's joy in knowing what your Father has told you to do because... Your father has told you what to do. Your heavenly father has told you what to do because he knows what's best. And you find joy when you are obeying him. There's there's joy in obedience to the father. There's a joy in that. There's a happiness in that. There's a there's a a, a, a strong relational connection that you have to the father when you are in obedience to him. And the only way that you can know that is is when you read the word. And that has been for me such a such a cool connection to make as a dad you know that's such a cool 
thing to realize is to see you know one thing that we that we kind of get backwards in Christianity is we think that the spiritual mirrors the physical you know we'll say things like oh God presents himself to us as a father but the scriptures just say that God is a father and and from from him all fatherhood proceeds right so God is father so fathers are mirroring the physical reality of a physical reality of a biological father is mirroring mirroring the the spiritual reality of a heavenly father okay that's that's how it actually works and so to see that mirror though dim happen in daily interactions with my son has just been it, it's really shaped a, a lot of the it's really shaped the way that I view a lot. It's shaped the way that I view parenting. It's shaped the way that I view um, discipline. It's shaped the way that I view conviction. What's 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 really happening in conviction? What's what's actually happening when the spirit convicts you of sin? Is the spirit's coming? To, the spirit comes to you and says, "What has your father told you to do? What has your father prohibited you from doing? Are you doing what he told you to do?" Are you participating in the things that he's prohibited you from doing? And to make that connection has just been really, in a, in a lot of ways, it's also been really liberating for me in a lot of ways. And I don't have any kind of um, what to do with this, right? Like, I don't have any sort of any sort of practical application. And sometimes you don't necessarily need... You, sometimes you need to flesh your own out, Right? Sometimes you need to flesh your own practical application out. Like, what do I do with this? But this has just been a concept that I've I've thought about, and I've you know I've been knocking around in my head for a couple weeks, maybe a month now, and it's just a really neat thing to see this theological point and this practical point connect in in my life and in the way that I raise my son. And so I wanted to share that with anybody that's willing to listen. I wanted to just put that out there and maybe that's helpful to somebody. Maybe you're a parent and this and, and you're really struggling with disi- with disciplining your children. They're going through a stage where they're um, not obeying or it doesn't seem like they understand or you know whatever it is. It could be helpful for you in that way. Maybe you're a parent and you don't understand why to discipline and why to do things the way that you do and seeing the connection to the spiritual reality of conviction and abiding in the word, understanding why that's important. Um, maybe you're not a parent at all, but you can relate to the way that you were raised. You know, the way that your father disciplined you, the way that your father raised you, and you maybe you could make that connection. You know, I don't I don't know what sort of dots are going to be connected because I don't know who's who's listening and and all your backgrounds and all of your contexts, but. But this is just a cool, um, just a cool connection that I've made, and I'm really excited about it. And so I wanted to share it with you guys. I wanted to share it with whoever is willing to listen. I hope that it's helpful in some way. Um, if you have any other, any additional thoughts, any questions, if I've maybe muddied something instead of clarified something, find me on social media. Um, I'm on, I'm on Facebook. I almost indiscriminately accept Facebook requests. Anthony Ray. I'm on Twitter at A Ray Whitlock. I mean, 
even email me if you want my email address. It's all one word. It's anthonyraywhitlock at gmail.com. It's all super anonymous. It's all super uh, clandestine and uh, really private. Um, but reach out to me. Find a way to get in touch with me if you have a question or if maybe you had like another thought or if this was helpful to you in any way. I hope that it was. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, thanks for being patient with me as I've worked out how to record and when to record and what to record. And I guess I'll see you guys sometime next week.